You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malasi. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. And we're kicking off this podcast a few days before the audiobook officially releases so that you can get a taste of the story. This podcast will drop a new episode every day for the first week until the full audiobook releases on October 6, 2023. After that, you can tune in each Friday to hear the next chapter in this story. Now, let's dive in. Chapter 8 Sergeant Valerius is different from his brother. Colonel Valerius spoke with passion and excitement. He acted like we should thank him for letting us be a part of Talionis. Sergeant Valerius, on the other hand, speaks in a detached, routine manner. No enthusiasm, no passion, no elaborate words, just firm commands. I emerge from the building and squint as the harsh sunlight mocks me with its brightness. A sneeze rises, but I choke it back, focusing on the ground and allowing my eyes to adjust. A slight breeze blows, pulling one of my dark curls the rest of the way out of the braid before dropping it on my neck. I reach up and tuck it back in. The transport waits on a landing pad not far from the entrance. I still have a hard time processing seeing the enormous machine. It's like a giant teardrop that's been placed on its side and has grown wings. The mirrored glass covering it reflects the images of the surrounding area. A long walkway extends from the back of the transport to the ground, and the line of recruits winds its way toward it. Sergeant Valerius stands at the bottom, arms crossed over his chest, watching the recruits enter. A wave of nausea sweeps over me as I move closer, but I push it back. I've been in one of these already, though I only remember the last moments of the flight. I will not show fear. No matter what I feel, I will not let these people see me as one more person they can control. As I step up to the walkway, the hair on my neck stands up. I shift to the left and find Sergeant Valerius's eyes boring into me as though he's evaluating me. I lift my chin. We stare at each other for a moment and his lips twitch as though he wants to smile. My eyes narrow, daring him to underestimate or laugh at me. He gives a subtle nod and breaks eye contact. I release a breath I hadn't dared allowed to escape. Ari is several feet in front of me now and I hurry past the soldiers stationed throughout the transport to catch up. I slide into the nearest seat and Nika plops down next to me. Guess we finally get to see our new prison, she whispers. Sergeant Valerius's steps vibrate through the floor as he comes up the walkway and there's a dull thud as the door is closed. The transport lifts off the ground, my stomach lifting into my throat with it. Sergeant Valerius presses his way into the center of the transport, spreads his legs shoulder-width apart, and allows his body to sway in a practiced rhythm with the movement of the vehicle, not unlike the fishermen at home when they're out on their boats in a rolling sea. This is Talionis, a place vastly different from anything you have ever known. He talks as though he's memorized a script, 
each word practiced and rehearsed. You have the privilege of becoming part of this glorious city. Today, from the sky, you will see your new home. Tomorrow, you will begin your new life. I'll be pointing out the main areas you will need to know. You'll discover the rest of Talionis in the days to come. I grip my armrests until my knuckles turn white. The ground has dropped far beneath us. The large square building they housed us in rises several stories high, but we soar over it. Below us, paths crisscross their way to various buildings, and the transport moves slowly over them. Sergeant Valerius continues droning on, his tone flat. We are now above the physical training arena. Whoa, Nika whispers. And I have to agree. The physical training arena is huge, shaped in an oval with half of it covered by a roof, the other half surrounded by a wall but open to the sky. The outdoor area is sectioned off and a variety of large objects are placed throughout it. From up here, I can't figure out what they are. The transport moves on. The wall cuts off at the far end where a river provides the final barrier. Next, we pass over a building which isn't nearly as imposing as the arena. It's much smaller and more ornate. Sergeant Valerius identifies it as the Educational Center. We continue over the Warfare Strategies and Operations Building and the nearby Weaponry Training Complex. These buildings will become more important to you later as you develop in your training, he says. Their names alone tell me I don't want anything to do with them. The transport continues, making its way into the center of the city, where a huge building towers over everything else, glistening in the late morning sunlight. That building is the main headquarters. All the high-ranking officials of Talionis have their offices there. Smaller buildings surround it, and people crowd the streets, moving in different directions. Talionis is nothing like Derby. The buildings rise higher than any I've ever seen. The housing districts we pass over are elaborate and expansive, and the colors are cold and harsh, black, white, and gleaming silver. What in the world? Nika says under her breath. I look out the window to see what she's gaping at and can't stop my mouth from dropping open. And this, Sergeant Valerius says, is the center. Evaluations and any major gathering will take place here. The mammoth structure is stark and imposing. I think it could swallow up the entire town center of Derby and still have room to spare. It's a giant oval with a domed roof that arches into the sky, the silver spikes on top shooting even higher. I crane my neck to keep looking at it even as we travel past. Talionis offers many wonderful things, but one of our greatest attributes is our security, Sergeant Valerius says. Soldiers patrol the streets day and night. They're also stationed at every building, and our electronic monitoring sensors, cameras, and communication systems allow us to quickly and efficiently deal with any security breach, no matter where it happens in the city. You are safe here. My mind spins. How is all of this even possible? It sounds like pre-demise stuff. But even though I'm struggling to process it all, the implication of what he's saying is clear. We're trapped. We're now exiting the city limits and flying over the ruins. The ruins surround Talionis, providing an added barrier against the dangers outside.
we approach a fence overgrown with vines and vegetation. The buildings nearest it are not nearly as opulent as the others we have passed. They're much smaller, some even a bit run down. We cross over the fence and my skin crawls as I view the area below. Rubble from collapsed and long ago abandoned buildings clutters the area. Trees and bushes have forsaken their originally intended limitations and burst through the debris, twisted metal and parts of old vehicles gripping the branches and lifting toward the sky. What must have once been roads are now jagged concrete teeth gnawing through the undergrowth. There's a loud crack and a building standing on feeble supports shudders and then crashes to the ground. Clouds of dust billow up around where it once stood and soon hide the crumbled structure from view. This place is unlivable. Hostile. A few of the soldiers nearby mutter to one another, casting furtive glances down at the ruins, like they fear it. Let's go, let's go, one of them says under his breath, hand tapping against his leg. Their unease sets me more on edge. Isn't this all just a way for them to demonstrate their control? Then why are they afraid? We continue forward, the dilapidated structures disappear, and dense vegetation takes their place, hiding the ground from view. Trees rise, their limbs outstretched claws, ready to grasp anything that might come close enough. Shadows cling to everything, hiding the dangers lurking inside. As we pass a small clearing, a burst of flames shoots up into the sky, then quickly diminishes. One soldier jumps, and another lets out a startled cry. I press back into my seat. This place gives me the creeps, Nika whispers. A tree sways and then falls to the ground. A jolt ripples through me. Yeah. Sergeant Valerius clears his throat, and Nika and I both startle at the sound. We're coming to the edge of the ruins now, where we find the last layer of security. A wall stretches up from the earth, standing high in front of us. I crane my neck, trying to see over it, to glimpse freedom. The wall fills my vision, which I'm sure is intentional. They claim they're protecting us and keeping us safe, but in all I've experienced in my life, it's difficult to imagine anything more dangerous than the place I'm in now. The wall is electrically charged. If a person touches it, the result is unconsciousness, possibly death. It's almost as though lightning has struck them. Sergeant Valerius's voice is matter of fact. When a charge is emitted to an external source, an alarm goes off at the nearest wall tower, and guards are deployed to investigate. There are false alarms, such as when branches or animals hit it. But each time the alarm is activated, it is checked. The transport flies parallel to the wall, passing one tower where several soldiers stand at attention. Another important function the wall serves is supporting the net. Those who advance in technology training will learn more about that. Sergeant Valerius turns toward the pilot. Make good speed heading back. No need to delay out here. Several of the soldiers release audible sighs, and then the transport turns and we head back toward Talionis at a much faster speed. 
as the trees rush by in blurs and we're whisked away from every danger they claim to be protecting us from, a feeling I loathe wraps itself around me, clinging to my skin, sinking into my pores. Helplessness. And it disgusts me because I know it's not an accident that I feel this way. It's by design. I'm trapped. That's really what they wanted to show us with this excursion. There's no way to escape. They call it security, but it's really imprisonment. I hope you're looking forward to continuing this story. There will be a new episode every day for the first week until the audiobook releases on October 6, 2023. Then you can tune in each Friday to hear the next chapter. Or if you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold once it's released. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by C.J. Malesi.